Hello and welcome to the Imagineer Podcast, your unofficial guide to all things Disney. I'm your host, Matthew Krull, and you're listening to episode 70 of the Imagineer Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be heading over to Disney's Animal Kingdom at Walt Disney World to talk about a show that's been there since opening day, which is Festival of the Lion King. As someone who's a huge fan of The Lion King, in fact, it's my favorite uh, Disney animated movie. I absolutely love that film. I have so sincerely enjoyed going to see Festival of the Lion King since it opened at Disney's Animal Kingdom, and it's amazing how much detail went into the design of this particular show and how much goes into the performances every single day. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking a bit more about this attraction, and I'll also include a binaural audio recording of the Festival of the Lion King so we can head over to Disney's Animal Kingdom and enjoy this show together. At the end of the episode, I'll come back and tell you a little bit more about how you can connect with the Imagineer podcast on all your favorite social media channels and how you can help to inspire and create the future of this show. So grab some headphones, pull up your favorite armchair, and enjoy this episode of the Imagineer podcast. Festival of the Lion King was an opening day attraction at Disney's Animal Kingdom that debuted on Earth Day, April 22nd, 1998. With the tremendous box office success of the Lion King film around the time that Disney's Animal Kingdom was being planned and developed, the Walt Disney Imagineers knew that the film had to somehow find its permanent home at the new park devoted to animals. In developing the park, the Imagineers conceived of six themed lands, including the Oasis, Discovery Island, Africa, Asia, Dinoland USA, and one that never opened, Beastly Kingdom. Of course, Beastly Kingdom is one that remains an intriguing legend in Disney history and one that I plan to cover in a future podcast episode. The land was intended to be the largest at the park and by far the most ambitious, with a handful of major attractions devoted to mythological beings like dragons and unicorns, which is why you can find a dragon in the Animal Kingdom logo and a unicorn section of the theme park's parking lot. With the rising cost of the park due to unforeseen expenses relating to animal care, things that the Walt Disney Imagineers couldn't anticipate, and because of the lackluster performance of Euro Disney in its first few years of being open, Michael Eisner was given a choice of either canceling Dinoland or Beastly Kingdom. For a handful of reasons, which we'll discuss again in a future episode, Michael Eisner decided to keep Dinoland, and even then he was still forced to scale back on that part of the park. In the meantime, the decision was made to make a more kid-friendly area, Camp Mini Mickey, as a temporary section that could eventually be replaced by a permanent land with an e-ticket attraction. Of course, those plans would eventually become a reality, as Camp Mini Mickey would close in 2014 to make way for Pandora, the world of Avatar, which would open in 2017 and fulfill, at least in some way, the original plans to create a land devoted to mythological and imaginary creatures. 
During its 15-year existence, Camp Mini Mickey featured a number of character meet-and-greets and two theater-based shows, Pocahontas and Her Forest Friends, which was actually an outdoor performance, and Festival of the Lion King. The latter of the two was to be the more significant attraction, and its success ultimately led Disney to decide to keep the show by moving it to a new permanent home in Africa after closing Camp Mini Mickey. While Festival of the Lion King isn't necessarily a Broadway performance or stage reproduction of the film like many other movie-based Disney shows at the parks, the attraction can be thought of as more of a review that draws inspiration from the original movie and the New York City Broadway production. The 30-minute performance, which was created by Walt Disney Imagineer Reed Jones, includes a mix of live vocalists and dancers in beautiful African-inspired costumes acrobats, puppets, fire, special effects, and, of course, adaptations of the classic Elton John and Tim Rice songs from the animated movie. Before you enter the Harambe Theater, I encourage you to take a look at the African-inspired building that's housed on the outskirts of Harambe beyond the Dawa Bar and Tusker House. Much like the rest of Harambe, the Imagineers took inspiration from real places in Africa, most notably coastal vidges coastal villages along the Indian Ocean in Kenya. In fact, there's a fort located in Mombasa called Fort Jesus that draws many similarities to the design of the Festival of the Lion King building, although I couldn't find any documented evidence that any direct influence was drawn from this old structure. I definitely encourage you to go ahead and look up pictures of Fort Jesus in Mombasa, and you'll probably notice the similarities to the Harambe Theater. When you enter the air-conditioned theater, which can seat more than 2,000 guests, groups are separated into one of four themed sections, warthogs, elephants, giraffes, or lions. While each section offers virtually the same view, with the stage fully surrounded by the audience, there are a few moments of guest interaction that change depending on your assigned section, which gives you a little bit of rewritability to this show. Once the show begins, four hosts make their way to the stage to introduce the festival. Like the sections of the theater, these four hosts are inspired by the same animals and lead their respective section of the audience. Nukawa, which is Swahili for good-looking, leads the warthog section. Zawadi, Swahili for the gift, leads the lions. Kibibi, which means princess, leads the giraffes. And Kiyume, meaning masculine and strong, leads the elephants. After a fun pre-show that includes a bit of guest interaction to warm up the audience, the show formally begins and the full cast of performers, puppets, and theater props enter the arena in a mini parade. In addition, Timon, Pumbaa, and Simba join the gang, which makes for a true Lion King performance. Throughout the majority of the festival, the show includes tributes to the Circle of Life, Hakuna Matata, Be Prepared, can You Feel the Love Tonight, and I Just Can't Wait to Be King. The finale in particular is the best for families, and I think makes the show so worth seeing for anyone with small kids, as all children are invited to participate in a mini parade around the stage as they sing and dance with the performers to the famous tune, The Lion Sleeps Tonight. The cast also makes for a particularly special part of the attraction. While singers and dancers are pretty common in Disney entertainment, this show also requires some unique casting. 
For example, the tumble monkeys who perform with Timon during the Hakuna Matata sequence are all highly trained gymnasts who have competed professionally in the sport in college and beyond. When new tumble monkeys are accepted into the role, they even spend time studying the primates at Disney's Animal Kingdom to better embody their personalities. The show also requires stilt walkers, aerialists, and fire twirlers. As always, Disney hires some of the best in the industry. For example, VJ, one of the fire twirlers, is a world champion in that space. Since the show makes multiple performances each day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, the attraction also requires multiple people to be cast for each role to allow for days off, sick days, and vacations. And don't forget that much like any other stage performance, so much goes on be behind the scenes that many guests might take for granted. Beyond the creation of the animatronics, lighting, stage sets, costuming, music, and choreography, the show requires rehearsals, warm-ups, and a great deal of preparation. Before each performance, the cast must dress in their costumes, warm up and stretch their voices and their bodies, and even apply their own makeup. To ensure consistency from one show to the next, cast members follow specific instructions for which color makeup to use and where to apply it. As a result, whether you see the show in the morning or in the afternoon, on a Monday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday, during peak season or off-peak season, or even in 1998 or 2018, the performance appears to be the same. The next time you view this attraction, definitely take a moment to think about how much goes on behind the scenes to prepare each show. It'll make you appreciate the performance even more. As of the recording of this episode, Festival of the Lion King performs several times every day, an average of once an hour between the morning and late afternoon, and the show generally fills up at each performance due to the popularity of the show. Fortunately, Fast Pass is also an option and worth considering on at least one visit to Disney's Animal Kingdom, since it gives you guaranteed access and priority viewing of the show. Without a doubt, Festival of the Lion King is one of the best live stage shows at Walt Disney World and also one of the longest running, now operating for more than 20 years. Between the music, acrobatics, puppetry, characters, and of course, talented performers, it's a show I encourage all guests to visit and one I sincerely enjoy every time I see it. At this point, I'd love to take you with me for a showing of the Festival of the Lion King in binaural 360-degree audio. As with other binaural recordings, I encourage you to enjoy this audio using headphones or earbuds, which will provide you with the most realistic 360-degree experience. But in this episode, I also believe that this recording is perfect to play in the car, since I'm sure you'll find yourself singing and humming along to the tunes that you hear. And now, without further ado, I encourage you to sit back, Relax and enjoy Festival of the Lion King. Here at the festival. 
Now that you know your animal sounds, I think we're all set. Watch us. We'll make sure you're future ready to go. Hey, everyone, I think I'm good from cutting one to fall right on time. And the count of you that use those sounds to call them in. All together now. One, two, three. <laughs> Oh, my God. 
that, my friends, for a joyous celebration, for when all things exist in balance, it is then that we are all connected in the great circle, a circle
having you with us. You were a lovely group, the best audience ever. Now, please, get out! You may have to for personal belongings, catch both children by the hand, yada, 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 walk in an orderly fashion toward the exit, not pushing and shoving. with that we close out episode 70 of the imagineer podcast i hope you enjoyed this episode about festival of the lion king i find it's often one of those attractions that guests either don't realize it's there or they just skip over it on their way from literally kilimanjaro safaris to flight of passage you'll pass by it or vice versa, or perhaps you won't even pass it at all. Of course, I want to hear from you. Have you ever gone to see Festival of the Lion King? If you haven't, when's the next opportunity you're going to take to go? And if you have seen the show, where does it rank in your list of favorite Disney performances at Walt Disney World or even at all the Disney parks around the world? You can send me your feedback in many different ways. You can either send me a direct message on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. You can follow me at Imagineer Podcast on Facebook and Instagram or on Twitter at Imagineer News. You can also post about it just by tagging me on any of those platforms or by sharing it to your Facebook or Instagram story. You can also even put a video about it out on TikTok. I am on TikTok at Imagineer Podcast. You can also find me on LinkedIn at Imagineer Podcast. Or if you want to converse about this topic, not only with me, but all the members of the Imagineer Podcast community, definitely go ahead and join our Facebook group, which is the Imagination, also called the Imagineer Podcast Disney Fan Community, to chat with other folks who love all things Disney about Festival of the Lion King and all other Disney topics. You can also send me an email at imagineerpodcast at gmail.com, or if you'd like to hear your voice on a future episode of Imagineer Podcast, you can leave me your answers or even a shout out from the parks, perhaps at Festival of the Lion King, by dialing 516-406-8376. It'll ring before it goes to voicemail, but just let it ring and it'll go straight to voicemail. If you leave me a message there, I would love to play it on a future episode of this show. If you don't already subscribe to Imagineer Podcast, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Whether you're listening in the Apple Podcast Store in Spotify, in the Google Podcast Store, Stitcher, Podbean, or any other podcast app. If you hit subscribe, you'll be first to know when a new podcast episode becomes available. 
And if you haven't taken the opportunity to rate and review the show in the Apple Podcast Store, it does so much to help this community out. I want to thank all of you for helping us to maintain a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. If you love the show, please definitely go ahead and leave us a rating and a review there. It, again, does so very much and has encouraged me to continue to push on quality and make this community an even better place for all of you. If you want to take your love of Imagineer podcast to the next level, be sure to join the Imagineer Society by heading to patreon.com slash Imagineer podcast. There you can learn more about how you can access to our private Facebook group, as well as my Instagram close friends list. We also have an Imagineer podcast popcorn series, which is a mini weekly series where I answer some specific questions about all things Disney. You can get early access to podcast episodes, access to podcast notes that I prepare for each episode, live Q&As, monthly video calls, and so much more. You can learn more about that again by heading to patreon.com slash podcast. But perhaps the best thing you could do for the show is a very, very simple thing. Just go ahead and share it. Whether you share out this episode or the podcast as a whole or any of our posts on social media or elsewhere, you can post about us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn, any other location across social media, or you can also just talk about it with your friends. Doing that does so much to help this show, and I want to thank all of you who continue to share each and every episode of Imagineer Podcast. And I would also encourage you to check out our partners. First, I'd encourage you to head to thekingdominsider.com or visit The Kingdom Insider on any social media channel. Christy goes to so many openings for different attractions and restaurants and locations across Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise Line, Disneyland, and more. And she has so much information to share. She's a Disney historian herself and shares some amazing Disney updates and news and travel tips, especially if you're a parent with young kids. She's in those shoes and she offers some really incredible advice. So head to the Kingdom Insider to learn more about all things Disney. And I'd also encourage you to check out our partner Academy Travel. Now Academy Travel is a diamond earmarked travel agency. They are one of the top three, actually the number one, recognized by the Walt Disney Company for their level of service and helping to plan vacations to all Disney destinations around the world, including Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Aulani, Adventures by Disney, and more. They do it all free to you. It's their service costs nothing to you. Um, People ask me, how is that possible? Well, Disney pays them when they book a vacation, but they're able to provide you with all the latest discounts and even help to save you money on a future Disney vacation. So I definitely encourage you to check them out. If you click on any of the links in the show notes below, that'll let them know that Imagineer Podcast sent you. They'll give you a little bit of extra magic there. Uh, And they can give you a free quote, no obligation to any Disney destination around the world. Lastly, and most importantly, I want to encourage you, as always, to take steps to go after your dreams and goals. Whatever they might be, it just takes the courage to start. That's literally the hardest part. And then continue moving forward step by step until you make that dream a reality. Remember, as always, that quote from Horizons. If you can dream it, you can do it. Thanks so much for listening to the show, and we'll see you again at a future episode of the Imagineer Podcast.
on behalf of Kodak and the Walt Disney Company, we proudly present Legend of the Lion King. Rises and falls like the sun. One day, Simba, the sun will set up. 